Hello, and welcome to the Counselor's Perspective Podcast. My name is Danielle Ramdial. I am a mental health counselor. I have worked with families and children for the past 12 years, teaching and counseling diverse generations with the hope that stronger relationships will emerge and allow for new legacies to take root. My goal with this podcast is to take matters of the heart, circumstances in our lives, and situations we live in day to day, and provide you, my dear listeners, with a different perspective. My podcasts are created strictly for informational purposes and are not designed to diagnose or treat conditions or ailments you may have. I encourage you to contact your personal medical professional with any questions or concerns you may have. I am absolutely thrilled you are joining me today. Shall we get started? Let's jump right in with the counselor's perspective. Today's episode will be part two of our mental health discussion concerning anxiety. My previous podcast broke ground on the topic of anxiety, and I took the time to untangle the semantics for you. As I understand, hearing these clinical terms for the first time can leave you feeling mixed up, maybe even leaving you more befuddled than ever before. I invite you, if you have not done so already, to take the time to go back and listen to my previous podcast, part one of my discussion on anxiety. I believe the more conversations we begin to have concerning topics such as these, the easier it will become to learn from them. And if we can learn from mental health matters, we will not feel powerless to them. I want to empower you, dear listeners, with the ability to deconstruct the stigma that has plagued our society for the last 30, 40, 50 years. The time is now. There is far too much technology and information we have at the touch of a screen for us as a society not to have knowledge concerning mental health. And with all that we learn and plug ourselves into for enrichment and overall betterment, discussions such as these are just as vital and should be made available to the mass public. If children and teenagers are allowed cell phones and access to the World Wide Web and all that it entails, I believe there should and needs to be more platforms made easily attainable. We all need that, don't we? We, as all living human beings that live and go through circumstances, leaving us with an abundance of emotions or warning signals, if I may clarify, we all need to know how to manage our emotions. We all need to strengthen our emotional intelligence and know that it is possible to do so. Be encouraged, my dear listeners, that at the end of this podcast, you will possess the tools and techniques you need that will keep you moving in all things forward. There are three common types of anxiety that I promised would be disclosed, and here they are. According to the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, they are labeled as panic anxiety, social anxiety, and post-traumatic stress. Let me explain that it is absolutely possible to have anxiety without being labeled as having a disorder. 
If you recall, a disorder is defined as something that disrupts the systematic functioning. It disrupts your quality of life. Or it can also be understood to be a breach of your peace. Keep that in mind and know that there is a difference. Panic anxiety is characterized by an unanticipated feeling of fear that is often accompanied uh, with feelings like you have chest pain or you're having a shortness of breath or dizziness or abdominal discomfort, even when there may be no real danger at all. Now, it is important to ask, what would cause one to have panic anxiety? It could be something as simple as one that has stage fright or the fear of public speaking. It could be nearly colliding in an accident with another vehicle while driving that triggers you. Any sudden traumatic event you did not foresee can set off those fight or flight emotions leaving you in a state of panic. The next form of anxiety, social anxiety, is one that is often misunderstood. You see, social anxiety is defined as having fear in everyday interactions with other people, especially in crowds or large gatherings. There are deep concerns of being judged or being scrutinized, being publicly embarrassed or humiliated. Now, you may wonder, where could this have stemmed from? Well, the answer to that is negative experiences like family conflict, trauma, abuse, whether that be in the form of emotional, verbal, sexual, or physical. Individuals who have encountered being bullied, and this could even go as far back as childhood bullying. And here is the last most common form of anxiety. And that is called post-traumatic stress. This type of anxiety is described in someone who has had prolonged exposure to high levels of traumatic experiences or after long periods of frightening situations. There are certain levels of chemicals that are released within the brain during traumatic experiences. The perception of danger or of threatening situations causes an activation of the sympathetic nervous system which then triggers a high level stress response. In other words, you can say you feel your adrenaline kicking in, but your brain is actually releasing a surge of energy in these extreme circumstances. But you have to understand that prolonged chemical release in your brain is what has the potential to lead to bigger disorders like bipolar disorder and depression if left untreated. Now that I have explained these different but common types of anxiety, I want to move you to the next step of understanding that just because you may identify with one or all of these anxieties spoken of today in my podcast, that you absolutely have the power to take control. Here's how. Let's pick up with panic anxiety. If you foresee that you going into a situation will leave you feeling triggered, edgy, or nervous, Why don't you try to think about the situation beforehand? Here's what I mean. If you don't really like social gatherings, let's say, especially after being in a nationwide COVID-related lockdown, you're just not sure how to get back out into society because for years you've been told to social distance yourself 
and you've lost the ability to enjoy simple things like walking into a coffee shop or going to church without going into a panic. Do not give your mind the permission to take you captive, dear listener. If you need to plan out your events, like where are you going to sit, will you stand in line to purchase merchandise, or are you going to use the bathroom while you're there, regardless of whatever it is, I want you to talk it out. And when you sense that there's panic building up, have a plan to how you will ease yourself back into life settings again. This can be the same for social anxiety. If being in a crowd, a gathering, a party, or a large setting leaves you feeling like you'd rather recluse into a small corner, try having a plan to counter those emotions. Say, if things get too loud for my comfort, I will excuse myself into another area, even if that means stepping out for some fresh air. If being in close proximity to windows and doors help, do that too. Now I need for you to hear me when I say this. Don't force yourself to go into places that make you uncomfortable if you know that you're not ready. You're just going to relapse. Try to bite off just a little bit at a time. Build up your resilience, but know that you are allowed to take the time that you need to get to a better place in life. When it comes to post-traumatic stress, you needn't feel as though you are a lost cause if you find yourself here. This is such a space that requires you to love yourself enough to get better. Don't stay stuck. Know that if you are experiencing PTSD, you, my dear, are not broken. You've just survived. And may I be the first to say, if you have not heard so already, how proud I am that you have made it this far. I want you to keep going. Please know that you are worthy of the work and time it takes to get better. Activities that can help include stretching, yoga, eating healthy, and getting fresh air every day. These are all wonderful starts. You must know that in as much time as it takes for a flesh wound to heal without being forced, the same goes for your mind. So don't feel the need to rush through this process. I invite you to get into some really good counseling and to start to journal. Get all of those thoughts out of your head and onto paper. That is how your brain possesses the natural ability to reset itself, leaving you mentally healed. Listeners, I hope you have enjoyed being here with me today. I'm all out of time, but I want to invite you to please subscribe to my podcast. This will allow me to continue to serve you in this capacity. And look for me on Instagram, Danielle Ramdial, for more daily mental health tips and topics. And lastly, I leave you with this. With everyone that you take the time to be kind to, be sure to be kind to you too. Bye-bye.